Thank you for tuning in to Mafia Memoirs. This episode is brought to you by Rotofest and Zimware. Rotofest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and auto recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the van and create an invoice out in the field, but it also includes integration with QuickBooks, customer management tools, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about Rotafest at rotafest.com. Good morning and welcome to another episode of Rotafest Detail Memoirs, where we explore, we explore, <laughs> we do a lot of things, we do a lot of things and talking obviously isn't one that goes very well for us. So, but anyway, every week we explore the movers, shakers, the detailers, the featured suppliers that are really having an impact on the industry. I'm Jody and I'm Rod Pusey and as every week. Memoirs is sponsored by RoadFS, the software that drives your business. Today, we have an awesome guest. Um, actually, don't know if you know this or not, but Rob Schrafer from On The Spot Mobile Detailing, you're the one of the first guys I ever met at Mobile Tech Expo, probably... Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 2000, about 2008, 2009-ish. Yeah. Well, I so, never... It was only me and you knew anything about CRMs and... That computer software. Yep, that was it. We were sitting in the corner going, why doesn't everybody get this? Um, but, but it was actually one of the first introductions I had to the IDA as well. Yeah. Yeah, I remember giving the, we both sort of gave a similar um, uh, education day talk on just the value of CRMs and, and you know, how software can help your business. And, and that's why I came over to you at your booth right away. I was like, hey, somebody who speaks my language. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so were you the IDA president at that time? Uh, no, I would have just like just joined the board then. Oh, that's great. Good. So, yeah. So let's talk about obviously you are one of the staples in the industry. You've been heavily involved in the IDA over the years. Uh, how did you get started into uh, detailing? Um, well, you know, it's kind of funny. I didn't know anything about detailing and I, I didn't have a passion for it. I, I just actually just me and my friend just kind of picked something. We've always been like entrepreneurs growing up doing uh, you know, selling mixed CDs when we had a CD burner and mowing people's lawns and doing that sort of stuff. And we were working at a um, at a car shop at the time, and we just did some some car cleaning. And, and I wouldn't even call it detailing at that point. We were just sort of, <laughs> you know, cleaning some stuff up. And then we were like, you know what? We should just we should give this a shot. And we just went for it. And that was 2004, the summer of 2004. But how did the idea even come up? I mean, obviously you guys are entrepreneurs, you're doing mixtapes, but how did you even see detailing as a viable business for you and your partner? You know, I think I had seen it somewhere, somebody who, you know, I mean, mobile detailing, it was around then, but it wasn't nearly as popular and as large as it is now and i um i just seen somebody doing it i was like hey that's a pretty good idea we should we should give that a shot 
and yeah. we did. <laughs> yeah. So now um, you did in a big way, though, because talk about the just a little bit about the size of your organization, like how many physical locations, how many employees. Um, right now we have we have um, a couple of dealerships, two auctions, two standalone shops, a couple of satellite locations and like 10 mobile trucks. Yeah. So. Wow, you're uh, you're you're a small dude. <laughs> Why don't you get big or something, man? <laughs> yeah, so I, I think staff is like at 120 right now. So that how did you scale to that that size? I mean, what are the strategic moves that you made that enabled you to to scale that big? Well, stepping back and looking at it now, one, I was 24. So I didn't have a family and I didn't have really the kind of costs that I do now. Um, I also took everything I made from the company and put it back into the company. So I worked, I bartended at night and, you know, um, waited tables and stuff like that all through the winter. To, and every cent that the company made went back into the company. I didn't pay myself for the first four or five years and just lived off the other money as a way to kind of establish the business and, and get my feet under myself. Yeah. That, that takes a lot of discipline, you know, and to, to have that vision and say, you know what, cause it, Rod and I know exactly what that's like, you know, as we were building Rotafess and Zen where, you know, we made those same sacrifices where, you know, the first year we met out of once a week in our kitchens and had lunch together to strategize for the next week. And then we go our separate ways and then come back and report and yeah. uh, just pouring everything into each other in the business. You know, it really does take not only a vision, but also a passion and a discipline to make that happen. So, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, it works out, but it, it is hard. You know, I mean, I, I would uh, clean cars from, 8.30 or 9 till 4 or 5 at night. And then I would go and bar 10 till 2 or 3 in the morning and do it every day over and over again. Yeah, that's and there's, there's a lot of people, I think, that, um, you know, that are in similar situations. Far, I, I, and I don't know why it is, but you see a lot of people that are doing uh, a, a job, a 9 to 5 or whatever, and then they detail on the side and then they try to work that into a full-time gig, you know. Yeah, well, you, you got to start because unfortunately it just doesn't pay enough unless you're some sort of superstar, you know, it, it's difficult to make a living from the jump. And the later you get in life with kids and mortgages and car payments and stuff like that, the harder and harder that becomes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's shift a little bit to that, to the younger guys. Advice you would give someone starting out, regardless of their age, but let's just say there's somebody, because we see them, I see them every day on the forums. I see them every day on the, you know, Facebook or, or some of the chats and stuff. You know, how do I start a detailing business? Best advice you can give somebody after somebody with your experience doing this so long? I would say don't drain it. I, I've had friends who, who've started businesses and, and, you know, they start doing well. They buy boats and they buy expensive cars and stuff like that. I bought more vans and I still drove my Ford Escort. You know, like the more money that you can put back into the business for later, the faster you'll help it grow. Every, every set that you take out, you know, I mean, obviously you need money to live and eat and, you know, do your thing. But the first couple of years of a business is not the time to buy, you know, rims for your detailing truck and, you know, a boat. You know, I see that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, this is, you know, it's yeah. not going to work. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we actually, yeah, we talked a couple of uh, years ago. I had the opportunity at SEMA to sit with a um, similar, but not, it was, it was at a detailing thing, but it was a, there's a kid that was a YouTuber and he's 24 <clears throat> and, and he was making insane money. And then there was a guy next to him that was 40, who's also a YouTuber making insane money. <clears throat> and that was the first question the older guy asked is, what are you doing with your money? And he's like, well, I got a lot of buddies that do this too. And one of them just bought a Ferrari. And he, the, the older guy kind of looked at him and he goes, I just bought a 2014 Accord. And I live, in my, <laughs> I live in my parents' basement. He goes, trust me, I'm putting all of it in the bank because I know this could end tomorrow. Yeah, at any point. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that, that's a big thing. So, so you've been heavily involved in the IDA. Um, obviously, you're recommending that people really invest in their business, stay disciplined mm -hmm. to their vision, and not go out and spend it all in one fell swoop. How, how do you value education and, and just up in your game? What would you recommend on that side of things? Well, I mean, the idea, so it's funny. So for the first five or six years of my business, I lived on an island. I had no idea the IDA or anything like that really existed. And once I joined, the people I was able to meet, the networking, the classes I could go to, all the suppliers that opened up to me, you know, that sort of stuff is is invaluable, especially when you're starting the networking of, of being able to, you know, to go and sit down with you guys at, at a show or a Rennie or, or somebody like me and just say, hey, this is where I'm at. I'd like to go from one truck to two truck, what do I have to do? I mean, that's something I get all the time at mobile tech. People are like, hey, I, I, I'm ready. What do I need to do? And, and the IDA opens that door for them that, that, you know, that you, you know who people are and you can get in front of them to, to ask specific questions. If you have a supplier question, the suppliers are there for you. You just got to go and talk to them. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. Cause that, it seems like such a simple thing. We talk to people about it all the time. We're like, you just need to communicate. I mean, it's no different in, in detailing and education as it is in softwares, you know, we're like, people don't know what they don't know and nobody, you know, you, you're learning all the time. That's one of the things that I, that I uh, like about you is when we've talked and we've been on some of the forums for the IDA is you're constantly absorbing stuff as much as you're giving out information, you're learning all the time, you know, asking questions and, and I think people sometimes hesitate to do that because they feel like it's going to give an impression they don't know something. And I, I got news for everybody. You don't know something. There's yeah, something there's lots you of things know. I don't know. Be humble about <laughs> it. There's tons of stuff I don't know. I'm a freaking idiot. So I'm learning stuff. He every said it, not day. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if I didn't say it, he would have. So. But you got to learn every single day. If you can learn one or two things about anything, it doesn't matter. And we're this and now especially in the in the in the times that we're in stuff changes overnight man there could be an innovation that comes out tomorrow and it either adds to your business or takes away from it right i mean the second that there's some new space age booth where you pull in and it applies a coating and wipes it all down for you it changes the industry that fast and yeah. it may not ever happen but something could happen like that you know yeah, easily. You just got to, you know, it, that's the good thing about shows like mobile tech. I mean, SEMA's a lot bigger, you know, but but that's what I've always liked about mobile tech is it's it's large enough to get me some information and small enough that I can hang out and, you yeah. know, get to know guys and go to dinner with them and and get, spend time with them. You know, SEMA, SEMA's Vegas. As soon as, you know, th that show's so massive, you could walk the entire thing and still not see any of your friends. And then as soon as you're done, everybody scatters. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah it's, it's insanity. Yeah. But, and, yeah. but I like mobile tech because 
I think the numbers that I received as a, as a vendor or somebody that has a booth is there were just a little over a thousand people that put down that they were a detailer. So it's not numbers that are out of control and you have the opportunity to talk to people, like you said, and, and still see everything at the show. I mean, if you want to go see the guy in his American flag speedo pulling dents, go for it. But <laughs> I'm going to be on the other side of the show. So no, don't let him lie. He was over there with this camera. <laughs> nope. This is the one year where I did not go. He's like, he's like, are you going to go to the dental limits? I'm like, nope, that guy's going to be there. And I don't, I don't want to see that. I'm, I'm good. Scrub my eyes. Scrub my eyes. I think it's funny that when we, I mean, when we first started going, it used to be like the detailing corner. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was just a couple of guys in the corner. Yeah. Yep. No. And it's, it's actually getting, it's getting better. But I think that, you know, the thing about that is, is um, it, it's kind of a twofold thing. One, it takes people in the detailing industry going to the show to change the show. And then two, it takes the show itself changing its mindset and turning it into, um, for a couple of years, they tried this full integration thing where like they would have like, you know, the, the detailing PDR, detailing PDR. And we had a really hard time getting our booth out of the PDR section. And now they've actually switched that and they're kind of like, you know, we should kind of keep these separate yeah. and they're trying to do a better job of keeping them out there. So, yeah, I, I agree. You know, I mean, I, it's funny, you go there and there's all these PDR guys and I don't know if I interacted with any of them. It's like two different tribes, you yeah. know, like uh, you might talk for a second, but there's enough detailers and the IDA has put forth a lot of time to, to make sure that there's events and training and, and, um, the, the certifications and stuff like that and the awards. I mean, you guys were at that awards banquet. That's grown every year. We yeah, first did yeah. there was 25 people in the room. Yeah. Yep. It's, yeah. it's growing all the time. And I think the thing that people don't realize is that those two worlds get integrated more and more and more all the time. All the time. Because as we, we see it from, from, if you go back, you know, we, this is our 11th year in business as Zenware. And if you go back to the beginning, it really was, we would have customers that would come in and be like, I'm a PDR guy. That's all I do. And we'd have people come in and going, I just detail. That's all I do. And a guy would come in and I'm a windshield guy. And there were all these segments. And now people come in and go, um, I have an auto reconditioning shop. I do detailing. I do bumpers. I do window wheels. Tinting. I do window tinting. I do wraps. I do all kinds of stuff. And, and like, um, they're now they're getting into everything. So we're seeing a lot more people get into the PDR uh, because they're doing a full service, right? I mean, people hey, you already have the clients. If you know how to do the, yeah, if they're, they're already there. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. So, so now that you're at the pinnacle of your career, I hope not. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> so, so what are the things that you're hoping to accomplish in 2020 and, and moving forward in the next decade? Um, well, we're, you know, we're looking at, we're talking to another big contract right now that would um, almost double us in size again. So, Ooh. you know, I mean, ultimately the goal is probably to, to find somebody to buy the company. I mean, isn't that the goal of, of anybody like you guys? If Microsoft came by tomorrow and was like, hey, guys. <laughs> you know. it'd, say, it'd say Rod Pusey and he was never heard from again. That's <laughs> what it would say. I mean, I've always had this theory. If somebody hands you a sack of money and you don't take it and go, then, you know, you've either got a really, really different interest in life or, you know, you're just crazy. Yeah, because I mean, once you get to, you know, once you get bigger, the stresses are more that there's more at stake. 
there's definitely more lives at stake. You know, I mean, the, the livelihood of of a hundred plus people are, you know, resting on my decisions. So, you know, yep. that that gets taxing. Uh, you hear, here. We know exactly <laughs> how that is. And I don't think people that that people that haven't had employees for multiple years, that sinks in. At some point you wake up in the middle of the night and you go, holy crap, that that person's livelihood, it, it depends it, on their family and the right house. decision. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's and it's interesting. I'm sure you've gone through it, but you 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 bring in a person uh, as part of the team, and you watch them grow. And the next thing, they're married, and then they have kids, and then they just you just you know you watch them go through the life changes. And, and yeah, 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 it's crazy. So talk to um, talk to the the where you guys are at, what your main location, website, all that kind of stuff. How people get a hold of you. Well, I mean, we're located kind of halfway between D.C. and Baltimore, so it's like a big suburban spread here. I mean, I have the benefit of, of being located well, but, you know, um, so our main office is in Annapolis Junction. That's where I am. It's kind of right outside Columbia, Maryland, uh, you know, on onspotdetailing.com is, you know, where the website is. Rob at On Spot Detailing is, is how people can reach me so that they can, uh, you know, if you have any questions or anything, I mean, I'm always open to whatever anybody, you know, if you send me a question, I'll get back to you. Even as small as, you know, people don't, people don't reach out sometimes, like you said, because they're like, oh, you know, this guy doesn't have time for me, but, but you'd be. I'm not sure what, but I think for a sec we lost you. Can you hear us okay? Yeah, we, we lost hear you, you, man. We lost you. Dang. <laughs> right after that awesome intro or outro, it's yeah. like awesome. So I'm not sure all of a sudden we've lost your audio. So yeah, now I can't hear you. So I'm not sure what happened. That's weird. You're doing so great. Oh, well, you know, Facebook oh. Live is always throwing us a curve. So there you go. You just there came you back. You just came back. There you, there you are. I wonder what happened. I could see first. you. I just, I just, I could see you. I couldn't hear you. Yeah. You were like mid sentence and all of a sudden it was like a puppet, but no sound. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I didn't want to put words in your mouth. So do you want to say that again? Sorry. You are, you're in. Where did you lose me? Yeah. So go ahead. Where'd you lose me? Just you, you were lost. talking about being in Annapolis. You had a great location, and if they wanted to, get oh yeah, um, yeah. And you guys were just asking some of the other ways that they could uh, reach me, which is onspotdetailing.com, or or my email's Rob at onspotdetailing. If, if people have questions or you know just want to shoot an email and, and just say you know hey I, I'm having this problem, do you have any suggestions? I, I, I'm always answer those kind of emails. Right. So you know if somebody has anything or just as basic as I'm getting started, what should I do? You know, I, I, I work with people like that. I, I think that, you know, being part of the IDA and doing those sort of things are very important. Yeah, and I, would, I would personally say that to anybody that sees this, if, if, if there's anybody in the IDA or in the detailing industry that it's approachable and you can ask any question to, it's Rob. It, that guy right there. He is the guy to ask. He's more than approachable and will give you a straight up answer from somebody that's been doing it for a very long time. So. Yeah, you know, one of the things is, is you know, as people grow, there, unfortunately, there's not a lot of people that do it at my level. So there's, there's a, there's a, there's a difficulty getting from that one van to a company. 
you know, like there, there's lots of one guy trucks you can ask, but, if, but okay, now I got two trucks. What do I do? Okay. Now I've got this big contract. I have to hire on 30 people. What do I do? Right. You're yeah, limited. So let's in, in let's talk about that. You know, um, at, before we leave, because I think that's an important thing. How do you go through the hiring process? When do you make that decision? You know, because I think a lot of people really struggle on when they make that leap of bringing people on to help them. Well, I, I did it when there just wasn't enough time of the day anymore. <laughs> you know, at some point you just can't do it yourself. Uh, you know, my philosophy for adding trucks was if I booked out two weeks, I added another truck, which forced me to add employees as I went along. You know, I, I'd see people that they brag. They're like, oh, you know, I'm booked out for six months. That's great and all, but most people are not going to wait six months to have their car cleaned by. You know, no. two weeks is, I've, I've sort of found is pushing the, uh, okay, you know, I'll wait a few days. I'll, I'll wait till next week. You yeah, push right. them off farther than that and they'll just, they'll go somewhere else. Yeah, yep. no, yep. that's good. So. Absolutely. Well, man, we really appreciate you taking the time. We know you're super busy running that empire. Uh, it'll be fun to see you double again in 2020 and then 21. Who knows where you'll go? Yeah, hopefully <laughs> a tropical island that I get to purchase myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all going right. to an island, That's man. Right. Well, you'll catch us next year at Schrafer Island, uh, <laughs> yeah. box, somewhere in the Pacific.com. Bahamas, <laughs> That's right. Awesome. Well, I hope it works out for you because I'd love to visit your island. So, all right. Well, thanks for having me, guys. I yeah, you know. absolutely love talking to you. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Well, right, thank you guys. guys. And thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure to check us out every week. Remember, we do post these on YouTube. So, and, go, and subscribe. so go subscribe. And I also turn these into podcasts for you, those of you who are on the road. So go check it out on your favorite podcast resource because we're all about trying to help you guys uh, learn from some of the best like Rob in the industry. So thank you guys for joining us and we will check you next week. Same time, same channel right here. See ya.